Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Johnson Spation Sports Talk. We are your hosts, Caleb Smith. And Corbin Roden. Good to be back. Good to and uh, let's get right into it. Corbin, uh, you, I did the show without you Saturday. Uh, I got a bunch of requests from people to hear my opinion about the game. Uh, we didn't really get to hear yours because, I mean, we know you were you were a little, little upset, upset about the game. But, yeah, let's let's hear your opinions about the state game. Well, yeah, like, I was upset, but also, like, I didn't get much sleep the night before, so I was pretty exhausted from the, that day. And But, yeah, it was – I thought I'd let you take the reins for that one. But, uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm just going to get right into this recap. Well, um, as we know, it's not a good game. <laughs> uh, it was not a good game at all. Um, did not go the way that I thought it was supposed to go. I thought we were going to go in and, you know – do some actual damage to Arkansas, but I guess that was not the case. Um, their defense just knew exactly what was about to happen, and when we took the field, we were ready to be playing a team that the defense had a returning star, LSU. But I honestly think it was a lot of self-inflicted wounds hurt us in the long run, and Colin Hill being out – Hurt us a lot also. A good thing that he's going to be back this year. I saw yesterday that he will be back. Um, But other than but that. That's the reason we lost. Huh? That's not the reason we lost. We, we should have won without him is the thing. I think the majority of that was after taking some days to reconsider my initial thoughts, I feel like we came out flat after a huge upset and KJ Costello just made way too many, way too many bad reads on his plays. Rewatching the game film that Matt Wyatt loves to do on his YouTube channel, go check him out. Shout out Matt Wyatt on YouTube, former Mississippi State quarterback. But he breaks down a lot of plays on every Mississippi State game. And after rewatching it, the majority of that game, KJ Costello just made terrible reads. Like, he had so many wide receivers open in the slant or like a cross route, you know, just like the slant. But he likes to throw the ball deep. He's used to doing that in the Pac-12. And SEC DBs, especially now, have read that, and he's not going to be able to do that every game like he's used to doing. I agree completely. I think KJ Costello – had way too much confidence in himself and I mean and that's not a bad thing but also it's it's a good thing I mean it's it's a bad thing to have too much confidence in yourself but it's also a good thing you know to be proud of how you play but I mean I think he he was 40 he was 43 for 59 with 313 yards and it was averaging 5.3 yards a, a, a pass but I mean we just couldn't get anything going we like you said we were flat and we seemed dead the defense, though, man, that defense, golly, no matter how much we did, they kept us in that game longer than we should have been. Let, let me ask you this. Is it more shocking how our offense played in the first game of the year or how our defense has played in both games this year well, coming to the season? Usually our defense is all right, you know, but the offense in the first game pretty much shocked me too because, I mean, we've never seen a Mississippi State team do something like that. Um, also, to add to that, do you know that we have the second-ranked defense in the SEC right now behind only Georgia? I believe it completely. I believe it completely. 
I've seen a lot of stats that ESPN has been posting and uh, Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman have retweeted and everything. And our defense is only is second only to Georgia. We, in reality, we only gave up 27 points to to um, LSU in game one. And it could have been even less if we didn't have four turnovers from Costello in that. And also we gave them easy touchdowns, including a pick six uh, Saturday night against Arkansas, which they would have only scored 14 points without that. In any way, the all three of those interceptions came at terrible times. Oh, yeah. uh, they had great field position already. So our defense was already playing on their side of the field to begin with. Um, playing on our own side of the field, we, we didn't have much to give up. You know, one one broke tackle is a touchdown when you're down that deep. But, yeah, I, I just think that after taking a few days to rethink and, you know, calm myself down from the embarrassing loss that we did not really get outplayed, man. We just outplayed ourselves. We just – we played – mainly KJ Costello, man, he made a lot of errors that he's got to fix or it's going to be bad. But also, did you see where Will Rogers will be active Saturday? I did, that. I did see that. Um, I'm excited to see how he plays. I'm excited to see how Mike Leach is going to fit him into this offense. And I'm, I'm excited. I they said he was going to start, but I said, I saw where it said he was active. Like if, if he needed to come in, if Costello makes – if he gets early into that game Saturday, which we'll, we'll get more into that on uh, Friday's show on predictions and yeah. talking games, but uh, I, I think they could pull him. But uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'll I'll say a few more things. I did not agree at all with Mike Leach's choices of not kicking those two field goals at the end of the game. It would have been. If we have made those two close field goals, it would have been a six-point game, and I am highly against losing three points that are left on the board. But um, other than that, yeah, it was a loss. We lost, you know, oh, well, move on to the next week. And uh, you want to go ahead and move on to the Auburn-Georgia recap? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, no, no, no. Actually, actually, I want to talk about one thing. All right. BYU. Man. Rick Young. Huh? I've been big on this team all season long, Smith. And you know I have because I've said it. BYU, if they keep winning, you have to give them a chance, man. No, you can't. You have to. Let me look at their 15. schedule. Corbin. Hold they on. Are 15. Corbin, hold on. They're fi- all right. You know, you remember what UCF was? They didn't get in. All right. Let's see. BYU, Brigham Young University. Okay, they beat Navy fifty-five to three, week one. Good then game. they, whoa, they beat Troy, man, forty-eight to seven. They beat La Tech forty-five to fourteen. La Tech, oh is man, they they have a huge game against UTSA this weekend, man. That's going to be huge. Houston after Derek King left, man, this one's going to be a tough one. Oh, then they got to then they got to play Texas State, Western Kentucky, man, Boise State. Boise State, that's going to be the hardest game on Look, this. Look, man, all I'm saying, you can keep on hating. You can keep North on Alabama. I will tell you, I, you can keep. They on can't hating. even get you South know, Alabama. Listen, listen, listen. You can keep on hating. You can keep on saying, you know, oh, they're not anything. 
Give this team a chance. And they would get absolutely clapped. Maybe they will, but I think they deserve a shot. I think they deserve a shot. So far, they they look like one of the best teams in college football right now. It's easy to look like that whenever you play against their competition. Exactly. That's the competition that they've played. But how, I've seen Alabama how, does that against Texas A&M, who recruits in the top ten. How do what we, would they how, do against their listen, competition? They would listen, listen, they would listen, run them off listen, the field. Smith, listen. How do we know? Excuse me. How do we know BYU isn't anything? They've they blown out schedule better. They, played, Smith. they they should have done what Notre Dame did and joined the ACC. They played. They have blown out every team they played. That's why I say give them a chance, give them a top ten, give them a top ten spot, and let them play in a good bowl game. I'm not saying put them into the. Oh 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 oh! I thought you were talking about playoff. Oh, I'm okay no, with them getting. There's, there's no reason for them to be in the playoff if they don't have you know at least two top ten teams to play against a season. There's no reason for them to be in the playoff. I'm saying give them a shot as a New Year's Six bowl. Oh, you were acting like if they go undefeated and they look dominant for the rest of the year i'm talking about like 45 to 7s 55 to 14s you know in that range i mean their schedule isn't absolutely horrible but it's pretty bad but i mean yeah it if they go how many games do they have seven or eight games in total they may have more they have 11 games they're playing almost they go 11 and 0 if they go 11 and 0 get them in at number seven or number eight and let them play against the SEC team that didn't make the playoff. Like, I like I Florida think, or Georgia, the loser of the Florida-Georgia game. Let them play them. And I, I think they are, that is one of the – I'm big on – I am big on BYU. And I've been saying this since the first episode. I am big on BYU. Their team, they have a great team. They're the only – they're the only undefeated team in the FBS independence. Well, besides Liberty, but I don't even know if Liberty's playing. Uh, well, Notre Dame's basically independent. They just play ACC teams this well, year. They're not, they're not in that. They're not in that independent conference. They're in the ACC. They'll be back there next year, but well, of course, I mean, if everything goes back to normal, that's just saying. Like, I think if BYU does amazing this year, as I think they will, I think they need to be brought into a conference by next year. If all this is still around. Where do you think they need to go? Big 12? Big 12 needs some help. I would say Big 12. I would say Pac-12. I would say Pac-12 or somebody over there on that side of the country where they can, you know, play teams that close so they don't have to travel all over the country like they're doing right now, playing La Tech, UTSA, Texas State, Western Kentucky. I mean, you know it's going to be a good game that I think you're counting out? BYU Boise State, but I don't even think Boise State's playing this year. State really that much since they beat Oklahoma. A couple well, of years. Boise State's going to start back playing up the twenty fourth, and I'm going to be excited to see how they play because Boise State always has a pretty decent team. Well, if that game's on a Friday, I'll watch it. But that game is on a Saturday, the seventh of November. What time? It is. It is to be determined. Uh, Farthest you can see right now is the 16th of October. Well, if it's a late night game like it should be, if it's at BYU, that's over there in Utah. So that's on the West Coast. So that's Pacific time. So yeah, it'll be a pretty late for us. Well, for yeah, you. There's another Pac 12 game on that night. 
which the Pac-12 really doesn't interest me at all this year. Pac- Bro, Pac-12 After Dark, I'm so excited for Pac-12 After Dark. That is one of the most electrifying type of games are the games that are on past 10, 30, 11 after all the good games just came on. You turn on after, you know, the 9.30, I mean, the 6.30 game goes off, you turn on, you know, Oregon-Stanford game because they're both in the Pac-12. Likely than on Pac-12 after dark. That's why I was saying that. That's the only reason I'd really – I love Pac-12 After Dark, but uh, yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch it late at night when everything's calmed down. Your team is either won or lost. Mainly, if they've won, if they've lost, you don't really want to watch football. Well, of course. But, um, yeah, you want to get into the Auburn Georgia game? I'm down. Let's go ahead and get into it. What you got to say about it? About that, um, man, I think Gus Malzahn is on the hot seat, and I think he's been on the hot seat I do for too. a while. The hot seat cooled down when he won the Iron Bowl. And then it kind of got a little bit – They t- the, the oven turned on whenever he lost to Minnesota. But he did beat Alabama. But as long as he keeps beating Alabama, they're not getting him out. Um, his buyout's too big. I don't know what it is, but I remember they signed him about a few years. Remember that? About two years ago, they had to sign him because Arkansas was going to get him. Before they signed Chad Morris. Of course I remember that, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't count – I wouldn't count Gus Malzahn out right now. I would give him a few more games because, I mean, they're only one and one His offense looked worse. Like, it looked like the – I don't know. If George's defense is actually that good. But, man, when, when you have an offense like Auburn's full of five stars, man, you should be able to score on them, man. I, I don't know exactly, but, yeah, actually, Arkansas scored more points than Auburn did. So, yeah, uh, Chad Morris, anywhere he goes, you remember when they hired him as offensive coordinator at Auburn this summer or after after he got fired at um, Arkansas. Everywhere he goes, he makes worse. Do you see what happened to Arkansas after he left? They've gotten better. Well, yeah. He makes everywhere he goes worse. But, yeah, I would not count Gus Malzahn as a hot seat just yet. I think it's getting there. I think it's lukewarm. But I wouldn't say he's in the hot seat yet. It's still he's it's still very early on in the season, and I think Auburn. I I think Auburn's going to come back. They've got Arkansas this week. If they lose to Arkansas, do we have to consider Arkansas a top two team in the SEC West? Top. Well, not top two, maybe top five. All right, West. Well, we'll talk about that more on Friday's show. But yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. I think the Arkansas thing was a fluke. Well, I think the thing, Ar- I didn't see. I didn't see them miss, beating Mississippi State. But guess what? They looked good with Felipe Franks. I would be. Completely it was. Honest. It was a fluke. It was a fluke. We played terrible. Uh, I mean, if they do beat them, they if they there's nothing stopping them from beating them. Auburn is not impressive to me. Um, nothing they have done this year has impressed me. Kentucky is nothing what I thought they were. We'll get in that in a little bit. But Kentucky is nothing like I thought they would be. Kentucky played Ole Miss a good game. I thought that was a very good game up until then. I posted that on my Twitter, on my personal Twitter, um, that I said that would be the best game of the day. But I, I got that pick right. We'll review our picks a little bit. get that pick right. You did. I was the only one. I felt like – I thought it would be – I didn't think it was going to be that close. Oh, no, me neither. That was a very good game up until the end. That game, that game ended about the time State came on. I had that game on my iPad and my and the State game on my TV, and 
I'll tell you what, I was I was excited to watch the uh, the uh, overtime in that game because they both played a really good game. Yeah, they did. But finishing up on the Auburn Georgia game, man, does Georgia not look impressive, man? They they just their defense, man. It it looks better than it looks. It's very similar to twenty eighteen Mississippi State, but maybe better. Um. They have a four-string quarterback in Stetson Bennett who I thought was just going to be like a game-manager type quarterback. Man, that dude's balling out, man. I, agree. Give him, I, was, I, I was shocked. I was like, damn. The, the, the reason I thought they were going to lose this weekend was because of him. I thought he was going to throw like four interceptions playing against Auburn mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, he had only played against Arkansas last week. He didn't look too good against Arkansas. Heck no, man. I mean, My looked, dude went seven for, 17 for 28 with 240 yards and a touchdown. My man threw no touchdown. I mean, man threw no interceptions. Uh, unlike KJ Costello, but oh, um, we're not going to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought I thought that that game. I thought that game was going to end completely different than what it did. Right now. Right now, who do you who would you take if they played this weekend on a neutral site, which I think they will. I think that game yep, that game is always at a neutral site. Who would you take this weekend? Florida or Georgia? Florida. Florida Man, defense. That that defense is <laughs> South Carolina. If South Carolina didn't drop about five touchdowns in that game, they would have beat Florida. I don't know if you watched that game. I did. I watched that game all four quarters of that. And, man, South Carolina, they they blew it, man. They dropped so many wide-open passes. It's not even funny. I don't think I've ever watched a football game that I was like, this team really should be up like three touchdowns, but they're down two because there was just wide-open passes. And their quarterback – Whoever he is, I forgot his name. It's probably Connor something. Uh, South Carolina always has a quarterback named Connor. But um, he would just find a receiver, and he would hit him right in the chest, and they just could not come down with the ball. Wide open. They Colin, In the end Colin zone. Hill. Colin Hill, something with a C. But, yeah, he. I feel bad for him because it kind of looks bad for him because he couldn't – he couldn't get it done, but man, he had receivers wide open and he hit them right in the chest, and they just could not bring down the ball in that game. But yeah, let's get into Ole Miss, Kentucky. The Rebels, man, I wasn't high on them. I'm still not high on them, but I lost all hope in Kentucky after what I saw in only week one, and especially now after losing to Ole Miss. East, they weren't going to win the East, but they were going to be that number three team, and Tennessee was overrated. But, Mm -hmm. man, they look bad. Like, their defense shouldn't have given up that much. And their offense should have been able to just (laughs) – they had – you remember the part where he was was calling out to the fans, he was pointing out, and he just got tackled? I I knew they lost. I knew Kentucky lost the second that happened. And then they fumbled about two plays later at the one-yard line. I knew they – happened i said there's no way you went after that but that's, that's happened to plenty of people this weekend now it almost happened to uh somebody in the nfl this weekend also yeah so way too early yeah but uh yeah old miss lane train gets his first win one point win over kentucky um 
that was a good win for him and Ole Miss to get there, to get this era of Ole Miss football off to off to a decent start. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who looks really good. The the leader of both the passing yards and rushing yards, Matt Corral. Matt Corral looked amazing this weekend. Yeah, it's against Kentucky, but I'm not going to discredit him. He looked he looked really good. He looked like a top tier quarterback in the SEC. This he's was, first in QBR, ninety four point eight QBR rating. Um, but his defense he needs a defense to win. He he can throw for as many yards as he wants. Or and I'll, t- I'll tell you, his, I'll tell you what his defense is bad. They're going to they're gonna get exposed this week. Oh, we'll get into that Friday, but. Yeah, um, they have the. They, they go there. They, I think they do go there. I think they go to Bryant Denny Stadium. Oh yeah, that's I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, it is at Ole Miss. Uh, that is right. It's an even year. It's an even year. They go to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people talk about an upset. We'll talk about that Friday, but I don't see that happening. Uh, you want to move into the Texas A&M Ole Miss game? I mean, Alabama game? Yeah, we're going to get into Alabama. Um, the tide <laughs> rolls through the Aggies once again after – before the week before that game, every year it is hyped up that A&M is going to upset Alabama and they get crushed every told you, single year. I told you that was oh, I predicted year. it too. I told you, like, I told you that it was going to be a close game, which it was for a while. It was a 14-14 game for a good while. Alabama got out to a 14-0 start, and then A&M scored two touchdowns in a row. And I was like, oh, you know, they may make it interesting, which I knew they'd make it interesting for at least the first half. But like I said in the second half, like it is every single year, Alabama just destroys them in the second half. I've never seen a football program do – Less with more than Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher, he should be ashamed that every year that he gets in a big game like this, does not matter if it gets Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, whoever, Florida. They play Florida this weekend. That, that should be a good game, but we'll get into that Friday. But they they do less with more every single year. They have a top 10 recruiting class every year. And they just – they have a four-year starter in Kellen Mond. And remember, Kellen Mond called himself last season the best quarterback in the SEC. Of course. With, a, with Joe Bar- Burrow in that conversation. But anyway, um, yeah, he – He's not good. He's not a good quarterback. I could see him coming back next year because he's not getting drafted. Because, you know, next this year doesn't count at all towards your red shirt or whatever. So yeah. he can literally just come back next year and he wouldn't be any bit better, but he could at least get that master's or doctor, like get that master's degree. Or what. I got a question for you. I was looking at Alabama's schedule and I was looking at Mississippi State's earlier. How do you feel – about these big rivalry games not being played last like they usually are. Yeah, Auburn, Alabama a good, is not last, and the Egg Bowl is not last. I don't like that. Uh, I tell you what, whoever loses their rivalry game is definitely losing the next week, besides Alabama. Um, Alabama could lose to Auburn and come out, and I don't care I, that they play that last week. They'll blow out. I agree, I agree completely. I, I think I, losing your rivalry game 
And you know what this has? LSU. I noticed that. They play State and LSU back-to-back. And whoever whoever loses the Egg Bowl is getting killed the next week, um, especially Ole Miss. State has Missouri the next week. But if Ole Miss loses the Egg Bowl, like in a close game, and then they're done, like the, the next game, she's beating them, drumming them 55-7. to seven. Yeah. They, they're not getting up for that. But uh, – yeah, I, I don't like that at all. I wish they would have just moved rivalry week to that first week in December. I just don't know why they didn't do that. That was yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, I like I think I like how the Egg Bowl is on Thanksgiving every year. But I just I just I don't think the rivalry game should not be the last game of the season. You know, I don't really like the Egg Bowl being on Thanksgiving. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but I, I I'm not an Egg Bowl th- a Thanksgiving Egg Bowl guy. Oh come on, man! Eat dinner, <laughs> eat dinner at lunchtime, and then at six thirty the Egg Bowl comes if on. If I go up the to the state, watch it. Come on, I I, I don't want to I don't want to have to eat down here because usually I go to two different Thanksgiving dinners, and I can't really make it up there if I wanted to, so. Yeah, I eat one at 6 o'clock and eat one at 12 o'clock and uh, don't really have time for it. I wish I wish it was on a Saturday. I wish they would have left LSU A&M or something like that at that time. Uh, but, I mean, it's good for the universities in Mississippi that they get a primetime game that everybody's going to watch besides the NFL games that they put on that day. Um, they usually put the – Last year they had the Saints on at night, and I think a lot more people watched the Egg Bowl than they did the Saints game. I think the Saints game was a beating. I was, I was undisposed. I was indisposed. I was. Oh yeah, you were in basic. Yep, I was in camp. Did not get to experience the pissing mess. But yeah, that that was a that was a very very good game and one of the most that is the most memorable Egg Bowl. That the top three most memorable Egg Bowls to me. Even if a loss is included in this, number one's 2019. Number two is 2013. You got the piss and miss at number one. You got Bo Wallace. You got Wallace thing at number two. Uh, that's for three for me. Don't even say it. I already know what you're going to say. Don't say it. Don't say it, Smith. Don't say it. Most memorable, 14. Yep. Yeah. At three, I was gonna say when Nick Fitzgerald broke his leg, but I just knew the second that his ankle was snapped that it was over. I knew we, I knew we weren't winning that game, so I was just like, I, I prepared. I lost in the like the first quarter. I knew it was over, but yeah, fourteen. That one hurt. That was the most. That is the most singing loss in Mississippi State history. You can ask any fan that. That hurt. Oh, we we're not gonna spend time. I don't know, I don't know man. The twenty seventeen Alabama game really hurt. Corbin, if we would have beat Ole Miss, we would have went to the playoff. Now, I'll tell you what would have even hurt worse, which actually it wouldn't have hurt worse. But <laughs> you remember there's two things about 20, that 2014 day. I remember that day. My dog was born that day. That's why I remember it so good. That day in 14, we lose at 2.30 to Ole Miss. We're done with the playoff. You know, we were number four going into that. Yeah. You remember, if we would have won that game, Auburn had to beat Alabama, and we would have went to the SEC title game. You know what game that was? Yeah. That Auburn-Alabama game that year, 
Auburn was up like 17 on Alabama at one point. Like they were, Gus Malzahn had some crazy plays that he was running and Auburn was not even good that year. And they were, they were putting it to Alabama around a little bit after halftime. And then Alabama just put the pedal to yeah. pedal on them and just scored like 20 something points and it was over. But uh, yeah, that would have, that would have really hurt if Auburn would have actually won that iron bowl and state could have went to the SEC title game. But anyway, um, yeah, Oklahoma goes down with their second loss of the season already. Uh, Oklahoma is a fraud every year. They'll still try to find a way to put them into the playoff. Um, Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler's not the problem. Their problem is they do not have a defense. They never have had a defense. Why is it so hard for Oklahoma to get a defense when they can recruit in the top ten? I don't know. That's I think that's one of our questions later. Um, yeah, but Texas, Texas is not back. Texas no. is not back. No. Um, Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger is a good quarterback, but just like Oklahoma, they don't have a defense. Um, it, it, I, why is this? Well, that's actually a question, so I'll actually save that. Um, what's anything else that happened besides outside of what we talked about? Let me check. I don't think so. Um, I think covered everything. Uh, in state and pit, one point I, game. I, that ain't I that ain't worth it. <laughs> I mean, it was ranked. Yeah, but uh, SMU, SMU in Texas. I mean, SMU in Memphis. People are saying SMU's back. And anyway, Chad Morris used to coach at SMU. <laughs> and he law and they're better now without him. So yeah, they're back after him. So yeah. Uh Chad Morris is the worst coach in football. Um yeah. That's that's confirmed. That's right here. Caleb can tell you. Um That's all I got. If you wanna if you got anything you wanna talk about. College football wise, we can move on to the next. Yeah, I, we'll... I hope I hope Kylan's good. I do too. Concussion, but yeah, let's uh, introduce our first sponsor that we have. Uh, oh yeah, shout out to Brad Fortenberry and Fortenberry Rehab in uh, their two locations in Summit and Liberty. Um, they are one of the best physical therapy locations in Southwest Mississippi. If you want to schedule an appointment with them, give them a call at 601-276-276. 2200. They're located on Rob Street and Summit, and I cannot give you an address for their Liberty location. But, yep, known Brad for a very long time. Him and Melissa are some great people. Went to high school with their son. They're, they're good people, and they do good physical therapy. My uncle went there, and he really enjoyed it for his therapy. So, yeah, um, Thank you for sponsoring us here at Johnson Station Sports Talk. Uh, you want to get into the NFL? Well, yeah, we get no NFL. We got to get into our questions of the week, Corey. Well, do do you want to do that after the NFL or right now? I'll go ahead and do it right right now because there's, there's some college football into it. All right, all right. Let's see. Let me read. Um, let me find our post. All right, 
First question here from Jacob Johnson. Will Auburn give Gus the boot this year? Yes. I think it's going to be later on in the season, but yeah. You think you think it'll be after an Iron Bowl loss? I could see it being before. Iron and before the Iron Bowl. They're going to give Gus a chance to win the Iron Bowl. If if he keeps stinking it up and he on top loses the iron ball, he'll be gone. He'll he if he gets it. blown out by Arkansas this weekend, does he get the boot? I don't uh, think so. Even if he gets blown out, like it would have to be like a fifty-five to going to happen. But if he loses to two by two touchdowns to Arkansas and Felipe Franks looks like he's about to win the Heisman, like that's a kind of realistic. That's more realistic, but I still don't think that. Uh, it, it it's going to be after the Iron Bowl. I think that he is going to this year at least have to win seven games. If he does not get seven and three with an Iron Bowl win, they're going to highly consider it. Oh, if yeah. he doesn't get five wins, he's out. But if he gets over six, if he gets if he's sitting at six wins going into the Iron Bowl and he loses and they go six and four with a embarrassing iron bowl loss i think i think they they try to go get a billy napier or maybe make a run at urban meyer but i don't think urban meyer would want to come coach against nick saban in the same state yeah i I think i think urban meyer's done with the sec but i i I think i tell you a school that he could go to which this isn't one of the questions but i'd like to get into this we ain't gonna spend a long time for this I was thinking earlier this weekend, what would what? I think Tom Herman's on the hot seat over at Texas. Texas got a lot of money; they could go out and fire Tom Herman and call up Urban Meyer and say, "Hey, we'll give you fourteen million dollars a year, make you the highest paid coach in college football." I think you'd go. And yep, they would take two or three years of him before he quit. But yeah, they would. I think that would be reasonable for them to do that. They have enough money. They have a Longhorn network. No other school has their own network. Um, the SEC has a network, but there's no Crimson Tide network. The Longhorns have one. They have the money. I think that is the only way Urban Meyer comes back to coach college football is if Texas or Alabama call him. And I think the most reasonable will be Texas because I have an idea of who – of who replaces uh, Nick Saban? We'll save that for another time. That's a good. That is a good segment on who replaces Nick Saban in Alabama. But yeah, I think that if to sum that up, Jacob, I think if they get less than seven wins and they lose the Iron Bowl, Gus is gone this year, and they'll be looking at another another coach. I agree. Like Billy Napier. All right, let's move into our second question here. From Caleb Calhoun, is Matt Corral the best quarterback in the SEC West? Not not the whole entire SEC, just the West. Okay, let's let's look into that. Yes, we, we got we got Mac we got Mac Jones sitting in Alabama. We got Bo Nix sitting at Auburn. We got KJ Costello sitting in Mississippi State. Matt Corral at uh, Ole Miss. We got Felipe Franks at Arkansas. We got Kellen Mond at Texas A&M. Is that it in, this, in the West? Um, I think... That's seven, right? 
Am I missing he... anybody? I think you got them all. All right, so I'll rank them right here for you, Caleb. Uh, number seven, I have Kellen Mond. Number six, I would put Felipe Franks there. Number five, I would put Miles Brennan at number five. I forgot to say Miles Brennan, but yeah, we have Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan at number five. Oh, I think he's underrated. I think he just had a bad game against State. But number four, I think I would put right there. I'm thinking between two people. I was really high on this. these two people, and now I'm not. I would say number five, I would put mm, – number four. Number four. I forgot I put Miles Brennan at number five. Number four, I'm putting man. I keep I keep questioning myself on this. I'm gonna go ahead and put Bo Nix at number four. Then I'm gonna put KJ Costello at number three. And Matt Corral, I will put him at number two. I'll nope. put I'll put Mac Jones at number one. Even nope. though he's Alabama's I, it's I, Alabama I, Smith. It's yeah. Alabama. Who have they played? Alabama. Who is they who have they played? They beat AM and they beat Missouri. They're Alabama, Corbin. Exactly. And That's Matt all I have to say. They're Alabama. They're good. Matt Corral is Ole Miss. I think Matt Corral is the number one quarterback in the SEC West, and he's top three quarterbacks in the SEC overall. But I mean, I think I'd have to see a few more games. I'd like to see what he does against Alabama. I can tell you more about him after I see him against Alabama. Well, as of right now, Matt Corral is the number one quarterback in the SEC West and the number three quarterback in the SEC. Overall, okay. Well, getting to the third one, Kay Killingsworth asks, "Why is it so hard for a Big Twelve team to have a defense?" Corbin, you want to start that one? I'm I'm gonna piggyback off you. What you 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 tell me what you were gonna think because I I forgot to prepare for this question. Me, okay. Big Twelve. They have these air raid style. A lot of these teams have these air raid style offenses and either their offenses are just too good or they're they just don't recruit enough on the defensive end of the ball the i think the re, the problem with the big 12 is there's so much emphasis on high scoring football games and high high powered offenses that they put all their effort into offense and that's all they think about like Lincoln Riley where can I get this transfer uh, quarterback from? Can I get this five-star wide receiver? Can I get these five-star linemen? And they're not even focusing on, oh, this this Juco corner is really good. Uh, I think I should go and try to recruit him. Oh, wait, he just went to Auburn. Oh, uh, well, I don't need I don't need a defense. I can score 70 points. You know, I think that's part of it. But I also just think there's not any good defensive coordinators over there in that conference. Yeah. I think that's another reason. Um, I can't even name you a defensive coordinator over there right now. Uh, they, <laughs> there's no defensive coordinator. Uh, the best thing, the there's two teams over there. In, actually, I'll say there's three. There is three teams in the entire Big 12 that even somewhat care about their defense. Number one is Baylor. Baylor's got Dave Aranda. They've always been pretty good on defense. 
he cares about defense. He's a defensive-minded head coach. He came from uh, LSU. Uh, they're going to care about defense. Number two, Gary Patterson and TCU. They play defense. They pride themselves in defense, but they've also had high-powered offenses before, but they're one of the few that play defenses. And, and, and Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State, they, they play defense. And you ain't even really got to play a great – a Big 12 team doesn't even have to have a great defense if they're going to have these high-powered offenses. But yeah. we've seen with Oklahoma and Texas, they have horrible defenses, especially Oklahoma, and always have. And I feel like they always will until something changes. I agree completely, yeah. But, but um, Peter – Yeah, I think they don't focus much about defense. But, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Peter Kettle asked, Tom Brady or Drew Brees? Tom Brady. I'll agree. I'll Tom Brady with you. NFL and will always whoa, be. Whoa, whoa. In history or like right now? Because right oh. now. In history. To me, he's not a top five quarterback right now. You are intoxicated, Smith. All right. Name me top five quarterbacks right now. Top five? Top five right now in order. One to five. One, Tom Brady. Two. What? Huh? Patrick Mahomes? Oh, I thought you said all time. No, I said right now. No, oh, okay, right now it's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. No. Russell Wilson, no. Did you put Lamar Jackson before Russell Wilson? Okay, switch those, switch those, switch those, yeah. Okay. It'll go Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. No, I mean, Patrick Holmes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Right now. Okay, I got – I've got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and number five, got two guys in mind. Hmm. I'll go Drew Brees. I'll give it to him. But, yeah, Dak is a top-five quarterback. He just don't have a team. He just doesn't have a defense. Oh, he's got an offense. Send my he, man Dak, Send that man Dak to the Saints and let them win a Super Bowl next few years. They would win a Super Bowl if he was on there. But, anyway. Wait Drew retires, you know, bring Dak in a few years earlier, gives him, get him some time behind Drew, learn from a starting quarterback. Hell yeah. That team with Dak's abilities and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah. Um, Cran Howell asked, was Mississippi State just a one hit wonder? Um, after this week, I will be able to tell you more, but as at this point right now, I do not know. I agree with that. Um, the, a better question would have been what. What is going to be Mississippi State? The game against LSU or the game against Arkansas? That's that's really what I'm. I don't know. I I want to say the LSU game, and I I just keep leaning towards that the Arkansas game was a complete fluke. That Kylan got hurt, and we just we just fell out flat after a huge huge win. Uh, we're not used to winning, so we were talking to the media way too much and just did not have our head in the game. 
All right. Uh, any more questions? Uh, let me check. Uh, now I tell you what. Um, if you want to talk about fantasy for a second, man, when's Christian McCaffrey coming? I don't know, man. I cannot wait for him to come back. But you know what he would need? What would he need? He needs some rehab. Need some rehab. Where, where would he go for rehab? I think he needs to go to rehab at, at uh, Fortenberry Physical Therapy over there and go see Mr. Brad Fortenberry and get that leg looking right. Oh, yeah. Brad would have him back in a week, man. He'd be ready to lead your fancy team back from an 0-4 start, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, your fancy team. Corbin's fa- – Mr. Brad, you need to call up M- McCaffrey right now and fly him out. Well, he has enough money to fly himself out. But fly him down here to Mississippi and get him some good rehab over there at Fortenberry Rehab on uh, Rob Street and Summit and another location in Liberty. Um, give them – let's see. Give them a call at 601-276-2200 for the best therapy around. Uh Corbin, uh, let's see. Please, Christian McCaffrey, please come back soon. Yeah, he he needs to come back. Very fast. Very, very fast. Yeah, speaking of that, man, I, I, I got Saquon in my second league, and he also got hurt. And there's just so many injuries in the NFL. I know. And you, you know what I think it is? What? All these players, you know, that were during this quarantine, they said that they were working out and stuff, and then they didn't think, you know, they probably they probably said, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to have a team this – we're not going to have a season this year, so I'm just going to lay up and play video games. And then all of a sudden they're going to say, wow, we're having a season. I need to work out. And they worked out way too much at one time, and then they got to playing on the field in real-time speed, and that's just – that hurt them. I think that's a huge issue. But – uh yeah, let's let's get to our picks that we made. Um, we we kind of picked the same. Cran, Cran, and you had the same exact picks. I think for the most part. Yeah, we had the exact same picks. I had on college. I think we what did we pick? We picked three NFL games and we picked four college games, and we'll get that more organized Friday. But I picked Alabama to beat A and M. I picked Auburn to beat. Uh, beat Georgia. I think we all three picked Auburn and we were all three wrong. I was the only one to pick the Rebels and I am not a Rebels fan. And I, I just felt like I, I gave up on Kentucky after week one and, and I was glad I did. I gave up on them. I I, I don't know Mark Stoops. I, I don't know what he's doing, man. He should have beat them. He should have beat he should have beat them pretty good if he had had somewhat of an offense because their defense is horrible. And 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 Kentucky's offense is nothing good, and they put up forty on Ole Miss. But yeah. Yeah, uh, that and then what else did we? Oh, we all picked Mississippi State to win, and that didn't work out. But yeah, uh, NFL Cowboys uh, lose a shootout to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I did not expect that. Uh, none of us did. None of us did. I I, for, I think they yeah the Browns put up I think forty eight or forty nine points on state on uh the Cowboys, and Dak looked great. 
Dak threw for another 500 yards. He almost had 40 points. He had 45 points in one fantasy league that I'm in. Uh, don't have him. I have the beautiful Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron's doing good for me. But, yeah, Dak, man, he, I, I think he's going to be in a different uniform next year. I hope he is. I, I think I, I hope not. I just I just hope the Cowboys their first four draft picks need to be defensive players. They need to go sign Earl Thomas. Uh, they could probably trade somebody on offense. To they could probably spare a receiver. Man, we could probably trade one of those lower receivers and maybe get a draft pick or something like a fifth round draft pick or something and get a get a DB. Man, we need some DBs. But yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about the Saints game for a second? Uh, mm, uh, uh, hold on. Let me pull the that. Saints beat the Lions. Beat the Lions. Uh, yeah, they, they, cool. they, they did pretty good this year, this week. I was pretty happy with how they played. I was really happy with Drew Brees, you know, coming back from a slow, you know, two week of straight losses, you know what I'm saying? And Drew went 19 for 25 with 246 yards, and he averaged 9.8 yards per pass with two touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, they're looking uh, towards more given Alvin Kamara the the. Rep. Oh yeah, Alvin Kamara right now is they're pretty much their lead, you know, lead player with Michael Thomas being out. I'm really hoping he's he's feeling better soon. I, I read last week that he's feeling better, and he was. I think he's going to be practicing soon, so I'm hoping that he's you know coming back up soon but I I see the Saints you know I was I was glad because I mean I know the lines start off very good and then by the end of the game they just kind of lose lose it all because I mean they've they've lost several games where they get up at the top I mean get up in the first half and then by the end of the game they're losing yeah, we got to get our picks correct. We got to we got to do better than picks, like you said, because I don't forgot what it is. We 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 can both discuss it, but I I think we're probably right at tied right now. For being honest, I think we're dead even because I'll, I'll have to go back and uh yeah, because I remember my picks on what I picked, but yeah, I think we're especially on college because you predicted one upset in week one that I didn't. I, oh yeah. It wasn't upset. I predicted that Kentucky would beat Auburn. Yeah. And uh, I was wrong. And then you predicted Kentucky to beat Ole Miss. And uh, I picked Ole Miss. But uh, I was so close to being right. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. With them. Uh, uh, when, when are they going to play that? Uh, what was it? Was it the Texans? No, it was the Texans. No, it wasn't the Texans. It was the Steelers game. Who were the Steelers playing? The Texans. I mean, the Titans. The Titans. Yeah, I wonder when they're going to remake that game. They'll probably replay that game. uh, I don't know, man. Probably in the next few months. Probably in the month or two, whenever both of them can fit it into their schedule. Because I I don't – that was such a weird turn of events, both of them. I mean, the Texans – I mean, the Titans – Having positive cases, and then Cam Newton coming down as positive. Yeah, yeah, it I was, was a bad thing for them. I was really shocked that uh, Cam tested positive, and then the Patriots had no more positive cases on the team. Yeah, they I just, was very shocked. 
I hope I hope Big Ben can stay healthy this year because if they stay if the Steelers stay healthy and Big Ben stays healthy and he can keep slinging it, I think they they'll be playing for the Super Bowl. And if he does get hurt, I think he needs to go to Fortenberry Rehab if he was anywhere near Summit, Mississippi. Uh, they have two locations in uh, Summit on Rob Street and another location in Liberty. I'll get you that locate that exact address at a later date. But, yeah, give them a call at 601-276-2200. Brad and Melissa Fortenberry, they are some great people. And they do great physical therapy at their two locations in Summit and Liberty. Um, yeah. Um, you want to talk about anything else? Uh, I've, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, we hit all of our good talking points in the NFL. Um, NFL and the questions. I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about Friday's show. We're going to have a, a prediction show. We're going to have, you know, we're going to pick a few games from college. We're going to pick a few games from the NFL and we'll talk about those. I want to talk about the finals because I think the finals will be over by Friday's show. If I'm being completely honest, I think, the uh, Lakers are about to put the beat down. Do they? Do they, play, they play they're, playing right, they're playing right now. What's the score? Uh, I do not know the score. I was going to plan on putting that game on when we get done recording. Let's see. I can look for you right now. Right now, it it just started. End of the first. Uh, Lakers. Yeah, it's seven. Lakers seven Heat twenty two. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't have to eat my words and the Lakers. Oh, I didn't. LeBron James get that fourth ring. I'll do it. It's going to be for Kobe. It's for Kobe this year, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, next, I think Friday's show will be a prediction game, prediction show for NFL week five and college football. What is it, week five also? Uh, yeah, it's, it's week three of the SEC. It may be week five of college. It's, it's week five of college. But yeah, we may have a special guest. Don't know at this time. I may get somebody to come on. I'll post it on Twitter if we do get somebody to come. But I got a few people in mind because there's some games this weekend. But also, uh, at the end of this, before we go off, shout out to the Golden Eagles. They got the first win of the year. Heck yes. SMTTT. Southern Miss to the top, baby. Uh, They got their first win over, who was it again? I I've totally forgot. I just remember that they won. Uh, was it North North Texas? Texas? Yeah, North Texas. Did Cran predict them to lose? I what? think he did. I think he did. I think. Oh yeah, he came on here and said Southern Miss will not win another game this year. That's right. You never doubt them Eagles, man. You never doubt them Golden Eagles. Let's go Eags. Yeah. Um, I want I, I want to know who takes that head coaching job, man. I'd love to see Hugh Freeze in Hasburg. Yeah, but like Cran said, he don't think it's happening because they don't have the money. Well, I looked at what they were paying um, Jay Hobson and then what uh, Hugh Freeze is making. It was around the same, and I think Hugh Freeze would love to be back in Mississippi at his alma mater. I would love to see that. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to today's show. Uh, it was a, it was an enjoyment to be back and talking about, you know, college football and uh, another big – Barry at Fort Barry Physical Therapy for the sponsor. Uh, they do great things over there at Fort Barry Physical Therapy. Said we'll get you back on that address in Liberty. I know I got I got family in Emmett County that would love if they need ever need any physical therapy. I would love to recommend Mr. Brad and Miss Melissa. They do great things. Um, 
But Smith, yeah, man, it was a good episode. I think we I think we got a good bit of talking points, and I think yeah, we, we did, we did we man. a lot of good things on this show. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where the show continues to go. I think we're I think we're making big, you know, big. What's the word I'm looking for? Progress. Yeah, I think we're making big progress on the show. I think once we get into a better routine of being able to, you know set an exact time for each recording and all that stuff. It's going to be a lot better, but as we're doing right now, man, I think it's doing a lot. I think it's doing really good. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I am too, man. Uh, I've always wanted to do something like this and it's, 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 it's not work when you're having fun, but it's still work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's nice. I wouldn't, I don't even count this as work. Yeah. For me, this is a good way for me to get off work, you know, after a long day sweating or freezing and coming in and talking about a lot of things that i like to talk about with my friends either with you and if we have a guest but uh yeah thanks everybody for listening this has been johnson station sports talk with corbin roten and caleb smith see y'all friday see us next time friday uh should be i don't know what time but i'll post on twitter we may have a special guest or we may not i'll let you guys know Y'all have a good Tuesday evening.